Hey guys, Hyrulean here, and welcome back to the Switched Podcast. I've got a bit of a special one today. Three years ago to the date, the first trailer for the Switched Podcast dropped on Spotify. And it kind of set off this whole hobby that I've been holding on to and kind of paying a good amount of attention to for many years now. My podcast is something that I had thought about doing for many years before I actually started doing it. I even had came up with uh, three different podcasts before we reached iteration four, which is what the Switched podcast became. And just to go over those briefly, I had a podcast way back when I was in middle school that actually did have an episode go live, but just one, and it was called The Lens of Truth Podcast, which I don't know why I thought that was a good name, but I thought it was. And basically, me and my middle school friends spent about an hour just rambling about whatever we felt like talking about. And we actually recorded two more episodes than that, but neither of them ever got edited and published, so they got lost in time. Another time, I tried to do a solo podcast where I basically very specifically went into detail about one specific game that I was playing at any given time. I don't remember what game it was, but I think the premise was I was going to basically do a podcast journaling what happened in the video game that I was playing at any given moment, and that ended up failing just because I lost interest. And then the third iteration was a podcast that I decided to title Just a Sip with DJ and Ethan, and me and my friend Ethan were going to do a little uh, co-hosting show where we were just going to kind of talk about news and pop culture and that kind of thing and we recorded an episode of that but I took so long to edit it that I never ended up publishing it because all the information in the episode was already out of date by the time I was going to publish it so that brings us to the fourth iteration of my ideas for making a podcast which turned out to be the switched podcast and The design has changed quite a bit, actually. Basically, originally, I was just doing segments where I would talk about a bunch of small topics and shove them into about an hour-long special. And those topics usually were not super comprehensive, and I was just kind of sharing things I was passionate about for, like, five to ten minutes each, and then I would do about five segments per episode. And that was more rapid fire, but I always found myself not covering as much as I wanted to or covering so much that it would basically just be like three really small segments and then one super long segment. So I decided to allocate one segment per episode to make things more concise. The pilot episode for the Switched podcast actually included a segment called Hyrulean Wins the Bread, where I basically ranted about working at my retail job that I fucking hated, and I shared an anecdote about a specifically horrible night where a bunch of middle schoolers came in, bought condoms from the drugstore area, 
of the retail location I worked at, and then proceeded to blow them up like balloons and leave them all over the building and all over outside. And I was so, so, so upset and flabbergasted by that whole event that I recorded that rant and threw it at the end of the first Switched podcast episode. And that was kind of something that I was so interested in sharing, that horrible working experience, that I published that as the first trailer, which was the first thing that was ever posted on this channel on February 9th, 2020. And I called it The Condom Kids. And the full episode proceeded to come out a few days later, and I actually ignored everything in that episode entitled it The Condom Kids, purely probably for clickbait, but I thought that was the only part really worthy of being shared, and all of the rest of the content kind of fell by the wayside. These days, I don't work at that shitty retail job anymore. I'm in a lot better place mentally, and I'm kind of just on the up and up. I really started this podcast back when I was sort of in a weird state emotionally, I was really displeased with kind of how my life was going and how things were. I missed my friends and I wanted to ramble about gaming topics, but I didn't really have anybody to ramble about them to. And above all else, I was just kind of bored. So naturally, I decided to start the Switched podcast, which was both encouraged by all those things that I mentioned and by my commute to and from work being such a boring downtime of my day where I was not being productive. I started podcasting using this app called Anchor, which has its positives and its negatives. I'm going to flat out say if you don't have to use Anchor, you probably shouldn't because it kind of sucks these days. Back when I started using it, it was wonderful. Now it's kind of like gone downhill quite a bit. But it does still do what it was originally intended to for me, which was record podcast audio on my phone at decent quality and allow me to do simple editing without going too crazy like I did when I tried to do podcasts in the past. I forced myself to keep this show as simple and streamlined and unedited as possible in order to keep me committed to actually working on it because I knew if I had to put in hours and hours of time and hours and hours of listening to my voice in the editing process I would just drop this podcast and I definitely would not keep consistent with it so instead using the power of anchor encouraging me to record podcasts with my phone I started recording a podcast about all sorts of gaming and pop culture related topics every single day 15 minutes to work and 15 minutes home and that is what caused the structure where I would do 15 minute segments about one topic and then move on to the next topic for the next 15 minutes. I kind of had something I was thinking about and wanted to rant about before work and another thing after work I would do that for a couple days a week and I would upload all of that in a semi-edited form as a switched podcast episode. Well, eventually what ended up happening was I was starting to 
run out of ideas to talk about, and I wanted to talk about things in more detail that I'd already talked about. And in addition to that, I was going to college at the time, and I was driving almost an hour to school every single day. So I had a lot more time in the car. I was mass producing these episodes with like three to four 15 minute segments in each one. And the content was there, but it was not as in detail as I wanted to go. So I switched, pun intended, from making a bunch of topics in one episode to having themed episodes mostly centered around one topic. And I've stuck with that motif up until now. And really, I don't break from it too much unless it is the occasional two-parter where I have like the first half of the episode is one theme and the second half of the episode is another theme. And that's kind of how the show's been running. I have made 60 episodes of the Switched podcast over the three years. And basically, not only have they fallen down and started getting less and less views, I've also been releasing less and less and less of them. And the reason for that is mostly because of the fact that rather than having big topics to cover that I could talk about for hours and hours, I kind of went through all of those and instead had topics that I could talk about for quite a while, but less like an hour and more like 40 minutes or less. And it didn't feel right having those topics exist as very, very short podcast episodes. So that's when I had a decision to make. Either I was going to stop doing my podcast because I could not reach the times that I wanted to for the length of the episodes. I had to start doing multiple topics per episode again, which was something that, as I mentioned before, I wasn't super interested in. Or I had to create a splintered off spin-off podcast. And that's what I ended up doing. I started doing sort of an affiliated podcast that is technically not the Switched podcast, but it's hosted on the same channel and it covers the same kind of topics and themes. I more like to think of it as a bonus episode kind of thing rather than a full-length episode. So it's the same podcast, just a lot shorter topics and a lot less of a strict format. And that was how Bonus Points was born. And Bonus Points episodes can be anywhere from 20 minutes to 40 minutes. I've done 50-minute ones before. I think I've even done hour-long ones before. But the idea was if I had a topic that I wanted to share a little extra information about later on, or if I had a topic that I couldn't make a full hour-long episode on, I would make a bonus points episode. So next, let's get into a little discussion about bonus points. Before I get back into talking about bonus points, I wanted to quickly circle back and talk about the name for each of the shows. So... Switched podcast is actually a double meaning, or was a double meaning, and it came from not only the Nintendo console, which 
I was still talking about a lot when I first started this show. It also came from the fact that in one episode, the topic would be switched multiple times, and that was kind of the double meaning I was going for. Now we don't switch topics as often per episode, if at all, but I guess you could still say that each episode has a different topic, so the theme of each episode is switched every time you watch, but the meaning for that kind of went away a little bit. But bonus points, on the other hand, I'm actually really proud of the double meaning of bonus points. So, inherently, bonus points is an extra show, an additional show, but it's also kind of an add-on show. And what I've done in the past, and kind of... I haven't done it as much, but it was kind of part of the original idea, was include bonus talking points in the bonus points episodes. So if there was a game that I reviewed and I didn't want to spoil anything in the main episode, I would then do a bonus points where I would talk about spoilers. Or if there was a topic that I covered in a main episode and I had some more information or some more thoughts I wanted to add, but I didn't have enough for a part two episode, I would do a bonus points. That was sort of the original plan. And then also there's the fact that you know, the podcast is kind of the main objective, but the bonus points episodes feature smaller objectives, and they're just kind of there to give some extra content or some bonus points uh, to the audience. So there's the game sort of meaning to that as well. I'm really proud of the names I came up with, and I genuinely really like them. The only name I've ever thought about switching was the Switched Podcast, ironically enough, because as time went on, and as my interest for the Nintendo Switch specifically has started to slip a little bit, I have not talked about the Switch anywhere near as much as I was when I first started the podcast. So, as it stands, the Switch name is kind of more honorary, and the icon being the two Joy-Cons is more kind of honorary of who I am rather than the topic of the show these days, which is kind of unfortunate. It's just Nintendo not having the best of years recently for games, but hopefully 2023 can be their year again. But we'll have to see. Um, So back to bonus points. I kind of already spilled the tea about how bonus points is just extra talking points or bonus talking points and little mini topics that couldn't fill up a whole episode's worth of length. I really, really like bonus points. I've done so many episodes of bonus points at this point that I've probably done significantly more, almost double the amount compared to the Switched podcast. And a big reason why is because I've always kind of held the bonus points to the standard of the original Switched podcast And the Switched podcast itself has kind of gone up in terms of how much I try for it. Each Switched podcast episode has to have very specific themes, and I have to have very specific segments and very specific talking points for each segment in order for it to be considered a Switched podcast episode. And that's why the amount of Switched podcast episodes has dropped down so dramatically. It's because I focus on coherency a lot more with the Switched podcast than I used to, especially when I first started. And Bonus Points, on the other hand, has and probably forever will be 
less formatted into certain segments and I'll do the whole no transition thing quite a bit that's how you can tell I'm kind of just rambling if I do the intro and I don't drop a transition there then that means this is a significantly less themed episode than usual and even though there's usually still one specific thing or an idea that I'm talking about for a bonus points I'm much more likely to slide in multiple other thoughts as well about the same thing or other things Whereas with the Switched podcast, I'm kind of more focused on covering a specific topic comprehensively. But I've always been very satisfied with bonus points, and I feel like they've kind of turned out to be more real to me. I'm more proud of the Switched podcast episodes usually, except for the God of War one. Uh, But most Switched podcast episodes, I'm a big fan of and I usually put quite a bit of effort into. But bonus points is kind of more just me, like, having even more fun than usual, just kind of fucking around even more so than usual. So that's kind of the distinction between the two. In case you're new or if it wasn't abundantly clear, I feel like it's kind of clear, but then again, I'm the one who created it, so who knows. But there's also times where I do a switched podcast, and I have so much shit to talk about that... I end up making a full part two, and that's happened with multiple things. But, you know, it kind of is hard to have a lot more than an hour to say about most topics, and that's why if I come up with more content or ideas, a bonus points is usually something that's more likely to happen because they're just kind of more off the cuff and chill. I even experimented with doing a... Spotify listen listen along with bonus points where I basically made the bonus points episode a Spotify exclusive and included music from Spotify that would play in between. I did that for the Fallout episode. Um and that was a fun little episode. Basically, I just talk about some of the songs from Fallout and why I like them. But ultimately, It kind of was, like, a little concerning that at any time that episode could kind of go offline because of the fact that it was using copyrighted music, even though Spotify was specifically allowing it. So I ultimately decided not to fuck around with that too much. And then, after bonus points, the third pillar has been added, Hyrulean Reviews Adventure Time. I originally called it Project Ooh. Uh, That became a little too ambiguous, and it was not super concise and obvious what I was talking about, at least in my head, especially for branding purposes, too. The thumbnails always looked so weird, and you couldn't really tell at a glance what I was doing because it was just called Project Ooh. And that's why I started calling it Hyrulean Reviews Adventure Time instead. And the abbreviation for that is HRAT, and HRAT's easier to say quickly, but... The fact that Rat is the title of one of my series is not something that I'm especially fond of. And if I do another review series at any point after I wrap up HRAT, I'm definitely going to put more time into thinking of a proper name. Um, Or just not abbreviating it, because that was a dumb idea. But HRAT has been going on since the 31st of 2020, December. And it's basically my series where I talk about Adventure Time, and it started out as me wanting to rewatch Adventure Time, 
And I think the original premise was I was just going to take notes while I watched an entire season and then do one hour-long podcast episode per season. But it ultimately ended up becoming so much larger in scope, kind of to its detriment in a big way, because now the way that the format works is I basically have this document where I write down every single detail of every episode and I also include my thoughts in between the lines and then I recount it and one of the big flaws with Hyrulean Reviews Adventure Time is each episode, each review is approximately 10 minutes long and so are the episodes. (laughs) If you cut out the intro and the outro, the episodes are probably right out right at about 10 minutes long so in the time that it takes for you to listen to me talk about the episode you probably just could have went and watched the episode which is definitely kind of one of the major flaws of the series I gotta be honest I love the series I am definitely not completely satisfied with how I formatted things But I'm kind of too deep now to completely mix things up. I mean, I'm at the halfway point at the time of recording this specific segment. So if I was going to mix it up, now would be the time. But I feel like I've just put so much time into the whole recounting the details of every single episode that now I can't really go back. Because if I could go back, I probably would just share my thoughts rather than retelling the plot of every episode but the problem is the episode's plots are so confusing that I could give you a two-sentence synopsis but the best bits are the bits that would not be in the synopsis for the episode so that's why I kind of have to recount everything so HRAT as a series I'm very proud for the amount of effort I've put into it so far but would I change things if I started over most certainly do I want to stick it out to the end though hell yeah I really do want to emphasize, though, I am super proud of myself for Hyrulean Reviews Adventure Time. It's definitely the biggest undertaking I've ever done, making content as a hobby. And I'm very proud and happy with how it's turned out in terms of the episodes. I feel like I really get into the episodes, and I really share some of my thoughts and opinions and riff on some of the weird shit. And I have a lot of fun doing it. And... I think at the end of all this, I'm going to look back on Hyrulean Reviews Adventure Time as a series that was very much worthwhile, but it's going to be hard to start another review series after that. And if I do, it'll probably be a film instead or a much shorter television television show experience or franchise because Adventure Time is very long. I'm in the midst of the longest season right now, but the rest of the series and the bonus like uh, limited run series that they did after the show wrapped are so long and so comprehensive and so amazing, but it's seriously such a huge undertaking to review every single episode, and man, I had no clue how long I was going to be working on this when I started it, but I'm way too deep now, so folks... Even if an episode hasn't dropped in 2023, by the time this goes up in February, don't worry, I will be back. And if I've already been back, hopefully it's good. (laughs) But there we have it, folks. We've kind of talked about the three pillars of the channel so far. 
So next, I want to kind of talk about some ideas I've toyed around with sort of mix things up and keep things fresh. So I think I already might have mentioned it in this podcast episode so far, but the Switched podcast title is fairly honorific at this point. I even played around with changing it. Some of the names that I had in my head were something like Hyrulepod or Hyrulecast, and other things like, you know, Hyrule Podcast or something like that. But honestly, the Switched Podcast name just sounds so great that I decided to stick with it for the foreseeable future. And same goes for bonus points. Very happy with that one as well. So bonus points will not be changing at all either. What I do kind of wish to do in the future is kind of present the show in some different formats. And some of the ideas I came up with include Switched Podcast Live, where I would start live streaming myself talking through the topics for some episodes. And this is inspired by the fact that I'm moving and hopefully I'll have a more permanent PC setup where I can kind of do some streams again. Because if you're uninformed, before I did my podcast, my main content creation was streaming. And I had a lot of fun streaming, and I'd love to come back to streaming by doing a switched podcast live. I think that would be a really great way to do it. And I probably would call the episodes Switched Podcast Live and kind of differentiate them somehow and continue doing the normal format. Unless I ended up really liking Switched Podcast Live, then I could see myself switching to it more properly, but, you know, that's kind of to be determined. Another thing I've thought about doing for the Switched Podcast are higher quality episodes. And what I mean by that is basically stopping recording in the car, even though that's one of the big gimmicks of the show, and instead kind of going towards the path of actually recording with my microphone in the privacy of my own home. And basically, that would probably be called the Switched Podcast Deluxe. And essentially, it wouldn't necessarily be more edited or anything like that, but I would just kind of use better audio equipment and kind of put some time into making these episodes sound a little better. This very well could be kind of just mixed in with the Switched Podcast live idea, or I could end up just doing this, but some of my favorite episodes I ever did for this show were the episodes I did with my fiance, and I had a blast recording them, and all of those episodes were recorded at a desk with my actual microphone basically uncut. I think I might have paused occasionally in case we needed to like do something or recollect ourselves or find our place in our notes, but I didn't do any cuts and I didn't do any post-editing. It still got uploaded raw, but basically there were some live edits and we used an actual microphone instead of my phone, which is definitely something I'd like to shoot for in the future when I kind of have a better setup for recording like I used to. So 
Switched Podcast Live, Switched Podcast Deluxe. One of them might be heading your way soon. Not sure which one. Might be both, might be neither. Um, But those are two ideas that I played around with with the Switched Podcast. And another thing I thought about doing was turning bonus points episodes into YouTube videos because some bonus points episodes are short enough that they could be turned into YouTube videos and probably be pretty watchable. What I would do if I decided to do any bonus points YouTube videos is I would probably just upload them to the channel without an intro and I would basically just give them whatever title the bonus points episode would have, but I wouldn't have the bonus points branding on the video itself. And I would essentially probably use like stock photos and some snappy editing and stuff like that to kind of make it a little more visually appealing. But I've always thought it'd be good to get my content on YouTube, but I don't really like the idea of downloading every episode and re-uploading it to YouTube. And I think if I chose some select bonus points episodes that I was really proud of and edited them, added some visual elements and put them on YouTube, that could go very well. I have toyed around with uploading the podcast to YouTube. There are a few episodes available right now. And of course, the Hyrulean Reviews Adventure Time Supercuts have always been available on YouTube. But it's a lot of effort, especially when it comes to the fact that my computer is out of commission for almost a whole day if I'm rendering a six-hour video like for the Hyrulean Reviews Adventure Time Supercuts. So podcast, podcasts in video form, if you don't have an automated way to take care of it, an editor, or it's an actual video podcast anyway can be very tedious especially if they're longer podcasts and that's why bonus points as an uploaded video would probably do better than the switched podcast but then again if we do switched podcast live the vods would be uploaded automatically so i'd have no excuse so lots of good reasons to think about doing switched podcast live Um, Some other things that I've toyed around with outside of this show, just to kind of throw them in there, include things like doing Let's Plays and possibly streaming some games again when I have a more proper streaming setup, hopefully if I move soon. And if I do get into any actual streaming or Let's Plays or anything like that, I'll be sure to plug them on the show, so don't worry, you won't miss them. And while I'm plugging my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Hyrulean, I'd also like to plug my TikTok. I managed to snag the handle at Hyrulean on TikTok because I was an early enough adopter. Uh, So you can head over there and see me just kind of post some dumb bullshit. I do it quite a bit, and usually they're just dumb videos and... They're supposed to be kind of ironic and poking fun at the type of TikToks you see, but I feel like especially recently that barrier has kind of started to blur a little bit, but I'm pretty happy with how my TikToks turn out usually, and I don't really upload them daily or anything like that. I just upload them if I think of something funny to do for one, and 
it's a lot more spur of the moment than my other content, which makes me really, really enjoy it. And that actually segues perfectly into kind of some thoughts I wanted to share on YouTube and how I make content. So YouTube as a platform is hot garbage. Recently, they pushed some new rule changes and you're not allowed to swear and you're not allowed to have violence, extreme acts of violence, but video games count apparently um, excessively. So you can't, you're not really supposed to swear or have any sort of violence whatsoever in the first and last 15 seconds of a video. But now if you excessively swear in the video itself, then the video will get demonetized. And if there's extreme violence, even if it's just video game violence, that's enough to get your video demonetized and age restricted as well. And YouTube as a platform fucking sucks. And that's why I love doing this podcast so much. This podcast started way back when as basically a way for me to rant and get things off my chest that I just want to ramble on about. And originally what I would do back when I was in high school is I had a very close group of friends and I would always have someone to hear me kind of just go on and on and on for hours about any topic. And when I got out of high school, that kind of changed a little bit. And I do have my fiance, and I do dump onto her quite a bit of my nerdy bullshit. But, you know, I feel bad for doing too much of it. And that's why this podcast was basically born, was for me to kind of have an outlet where I could just ramble about shit. And even originally, too, I planned on using it as a forum to post about my basically life events that I had going on and kind of share how my life was going for some of my friends who lived far away. And I've kind of needed this less and less over the years, but it's become more and more enjoyable, which is kind of strange. But the whole point of the podcast being a mostly uncut, raw, spur-of-the-moment recording is it really is a natural conversation. It really is my thoughts at any particular time. And I don't really have notes going into most of my episodes, but there are some, but they're very loose notes, and I don't script anything whatsoever. But I definitely take quite a bit of notes for my Hyrulean Reviews Adventure Time series, obviously. And some of my more crucial reviews as well. I try and take some notes for as well and jot some stuff down, some thoughts, so I can stay on track. But overall, especially bonus points, I do not go into it with any sort of plan. I just think when I get into the car and start heading to work, I should talk about blah, blah, blah today. And I just kind of record a 20-minute to 40-minute little burst of you know, whatever I feel like throwing up in terms of nerdy chat, and I get it off my chest, and I get it out of my system, and I don't have to bother my fiance as much, and, you know, it's just nice. I really, really like how I do this show, and 
it's the strangest thing ever because you'd see that I have 60 episodes plus of the main show and you'd think that I don't do a whole lot on this channel but in reality I've only missed a few months probably about four months total in the last three years of uploading this podcast and I usually do at least two episodes a month minimum and a lot of them are bonus points episodes, so they don't count towards that total, which makes it seem like a lot less than it is. But I just wanted to reiterate that my casual conversation style is something that I hold near and dear. And even with me experimenting with more structured content and more well-put-together content, that'll probably never change. And even though I thought of doing a podcast and I tried doing a podcast well before I streamed it all, podcasting really is a good natural evolution of doing a stream because when you do a stream, it's you playing a game or you talking to people for an extended period of time and it's very much raw and natural and you don't have to edit anything you can just kind of do whatever. And when I did live streaming, I liked to throw in what I called live edits, where basically I would have gags prepared based off of jokes made on previous streams or things that I knew were coming up in particular games. And I lived for my live edits on my podcast or on my pod, on my live streams. And those were the only edits that I did when I never did like VODs or anything where I clipped funny moments or you know turned a two-hour stream into a 20 minute funny highlights video or anything like that it was always pretty raw and I would do live edits and I had a blast with it and in many ways recording a podcast is sort of the not live version of doing a live stream because for me, I don't really edit them at all, minus the small edits I'll throw in, whether it's adding some different music occasionally or adding the normal music and then pausing the recording every so often to define segments. That's the only way that I edit my podcast. Otherwise, it's that same kind of raw thing. And I really, really enjoy that. And for me, the funnest part of making content is making the content and not editing it. I like doing goofy things live. When it comes to content that I personally enjoy, I've always leaned on either it needing to be mostly raw and uncut with minor editing, or it needs to be super edited and super put together. There's basically no in-between for me. I watch YouTubers that do no editing, and I watch YouTubers that do tons of editing. And I love the two extremes, but I don't really care for anything in between. But yeah, I think that kind of about covers the gist of my philosophy when it comes to creating content. So for the next segment, I'm going to bring things into reality for a moment because I mentioned earlier in this anniversary episode that I started making my podcast hot off the heels of some awful shit happening at my job. 
And what I want to do now is I want to talk about my experience working in retail for a moment and kind of share how I got out of retail and how it made my overall life experience so much better. So let's get into that. I was for six years, give or take, working at a gas station convenience store that is very famous for selling pizza. That's all I'm going to say about the business because I don't want to get in trouble still, even though, you know, I haven't worked there for a year, so I'm probably fine, but I worked there for about six years, give or take. I only took a couple months off at one point to try and move and it didn't end up working out you know life got in the way on and all that and I ended up hopping right back on and I even climbed the ladder there a little bit and became a second assistant manager for quite a while I think I was a second assistant for about a year and a half before I left there as well and what I'm here to tell you today is even though sort of my desire to get out of retail was so strong I kind of have it to blame for why this podcast has been going on for as long as it has. Because as I mentioned earlier, what finally pushed me to upload the first episode of my podcast was actually a horrible experience that I had on the job where a bunch of middle schoolers came into the gas station, bought a bunch of condoms, blew them up, threw them around the whole building, and left. And I had to clean up condoms and lube and it was all over and it was awful and that was just one such story from working in retail if I had to describe retail in just a few sentences I'd basically say that it was the worst thing that I ever did and don't take that as an over exaggeration because it's really not working in retail is like basically being told to put together a puzzle but you don't have all the pieces and what I mean by that is basically every single day I was given this huge list of assignments and expectations that needed to be done and I was not given the tools to finish those assignments in an effective way and essentially the only way you can exceed in retail is if you're willing to endure getting in trouble for not being able to complete your tasks longer than other folks. For example, let's say I was working one night and I had to do all my normal tasks, including like, you know, cleaning, you know, all my closing duties and that kind of thing. In addition to that, I would be given three additional tasks and it would be things like, you know, clean up the back room or, you know, stock the cooler or sweep the parking lot. And the problem with those three tasks is they all require you to be away from the register where you are doing most of the time working and where customers are waiting on you. So what that retail job became was who is the best at dealing with customers who are angry because we are constantly being ripped away from the register to do jobs that, you know, really take your focus away and there's no proper way to monitor the customer situation without getting in trouble or getting yelled at by a customer. And I was pretty damn good at it, not gonna lie. The big thing that sucked 
was cleaning the bathrooms. And basically what you had to do is you had to go back in the bathrooms all the way into the stalls and wipe down the toilets and, you know, mop the floors and that kind of thing and keep an eye on the register at the same time. And on the surface, that sounds all fine and well, except for the fact that you're basically alone and you need to listen for that door beep. And when that door beep happens, you have to get out there and make sure A, nobody's stealing from you, or B, nobody's standing at the counter, tapping their foot and getting very angry because nobody's there to greet them or to check them out post haste. Since it was a gas station and a convenience store, most of the time, people were coming straight in, throwing a $20 bill at me, and walking out without saying a single word. And what I mean by that is, they wanted to prepay 20 bucks on a gas pump, and they wanted me to watch and see which one they were heading to because they were not going to tell me because they were trying to get in and out. And if I was cleaning the bathrooms and I couldn't, like, I wasn't there immediately, I would basically have them running around the store searching for me, yelling, hey, does anybody work here? Or am I good to take whatever I want? And other sarcastic remarks, you know, all the time. And it would not even be that long of a wait. I actually timed myself multiple times. And on average, it was about 30 to 40 seconds from when the door beeped to me standing at the counter. I actually timed it, not going to lie. I was bored a lot there. And that was probably the biggest thing that kills me about working in retail is, especially if you're in a front-facing position when it comes to retail, you have to be able to take responsibility and let it blow right past you if people yell at you because that happens a lot. To ring that point home, I want to talk about some of the technological fails that this massive corporation that I worked for made me endure uh, while I was in their servitude. And yes, I'm going to call it their servitude. So the card readers at the location that I worked at flat out barely functioned. And what I mean by that is the chip readers were late to the party already and people were pissed that we didn't have them for the longest time. And when we finally got them, it was sort of a, yep, they work, but in reality, they didn't work. And only one in five people would actually be able to use them. If you were one of the lucky folks, your card would work mostly fine every single time without any hiccups. But 90% of the people that came through that gas station that I worked at would have to do the three inserts and then the swipe. And the chip reader flat out did not work. And as a manager, that entire like year and a half that we had the uh, chip readers enabled, it was my responsibility to call it in whenever they were not working properly. And what would happen was I would wait on the phone for two hours and I would have to be on hold in between doing everything else on my normal shift. And I'd basically have to hope that I would hear when they picked up and be able to answer the phone because if I was helping a customer at the time, I was not allowed to answer the phone. And also if I was in the bathroom or something and I didn't have any way to keep the phone on me, I was not able to hear if they answered anyway. So 
basically it was a hard enough time to get them on the phone in the first place with all my other tasks going on. And essentially when I did get them on the phone, they would talk to me, they'd make me restart the register, they'd make me restart the pin pad, they'd make me do a bunch of stuff in the back office computer and all that. And then they would say, all right, we'll send you a new pin pad. And a week later, the pin pad would show up. And basically, it became my job to install the pin pads as well, because this company was so cheap that rather than giving like a technical guy, you know, like a tech support guy, uh, you know, some extra bucks to drive out and install it for us, we were actually told to call up the customer support hotline again, wait on hold again, and then when they picked up, we were supposed to answer and install the pin pad, all while running the register and doing our other tasks at the same time. And basically, we would have to take down the pin pad while we had customers in the store and bring up the new pin pad and make them wait, which obviously always turned out great. So essentially, it became my job to do that as well. And I would have the pin pad left for me every single shift that I worked. And they would ask me to take care of it. And they being, of course, my boss. And so I would have to wait on hold again. And then I would have to get them up. And they'd have to guide me through how to install it. And I installed so many pin pads in that year and a half that I stopped calling them. I actually figured out how to do all of the stuff that they did myself, and I replaced the pin pads all by myself as well. And guess what? It would work for maybe a day, and then it would go right back to not fucking functioning whatsoever, and we would repeat the process. And it was my job to try and get them to work, and in a year and a half of trying, they never worked. And I think that kind of is a story that exemplifies what it's like to work in retail pretty damn well. It's like balancing plates, you know? It's like juggling plates, and if one thing falls, everything else does as well. Because all it takes is one customer getting mad because you're trying to complete your other tasks, and they yell at you, and they call you names, and they say they're going to report you to corporate, to make you so bummed out that you're having a hard time keeping up with the rest of your tasks, you're having a hard time being chipper and more customers are getting mad at you, and then you have a horrible night. And next I want to share a story about a customer who got so mad at me that not only did they yell at me, they also reported me to corporate three times. And wait till you hear why. So basically, this guy his name on Google reviews, yes, I follow him on Google reviews because he reviewed our store and called me out specifically, was like Eagle Lover or something like that. So I'll call him Eagle Lover. Eagle Lover was basically this boogeyman for the gas station that I worked at. Anytime he came in, if you were not standing at the register, he would just walk out and steal whatever he had in his hands and essentially what he would do is our manager knew that he did this but she did not care because she knew that he would come back and pay later and yell 
at whatever cashier happened to be there when he came back to pay. And she just let it happen. And so essentially, Eagle Lover, if he was at the counter, you needed to be at the counter. Otherwise, you were getting cussed at while he ran out the door. And you would just hear cursing and then look out and see him getting in the car already consuming whatever goods he did not pay for and he'd be back to pay for later old old guy pretty fat like 80 if I had to guess and one day eagle lover happened to come up to the counter and I was already there and I was at attention because I got in the habit of checking the cameras as soon as he walked in seeing him and dropping everything that I was doing and standing at the counter because what he would do sometimes is he would not bring back every single item that he took and purchase it. And he would essentially actually steal things sometimes. And so on this particular day, he had a pulled pork sandwich on the counter along with like a Pepsi and a candy bar and some other shit. And he had forgotten his wallet. And so I said, oh, that's fine. I'll go ahead and hold on to this and uh, wait for you to go get your wallet and come back. And he said, well, isn't the pulled pork sandwich going to be cold? And I said, you know what? You're right, actually. I'll have them start another one. And I pushed it into the trash. I pushed it right off the counter into the trash, making a note to myself to go back and talk to my kitchen staff and let them know that I had to throw away a pork sandwich because this guy forgot his wallet and also let them know to throw another one in the fryer so it was ready to go when he returned. And as soon as I pushed that pork sandwich off the counter and into the trash, explosion. Literally, this guy starts calling me names and cussing at me and calling me the R word and calling me all this shit. And he says, I know as soon as I walk out that door, you're going to fish that out of the trash and you're going to put that back in your warmer, aren't you? And I kind of went like, <laughs> no, it was COVID at the time. And already we were, we were supposed to kind of do a lot of things that we didn't do. But one of the things we were supposed to do is make sure that we grabbed the items from the warmer for the customers, but we never really ended up sticking to that because our boss did not believe in COVID. But since it was COVID and it was also a normal procedure, the customer had touched the food item and it was going to be cold by the time they returned. So we were to make a new one for them and restock the one in the warmer. And I explained that to him. And as soon as I kind of was like, <laughs> he was like, don't you dare fucking laugh at me. This is so fucking ridiculous. And he took the Pepsi and he went out to his car and I watched him get out his phone and he was in the parking lot for probably about 30 minutes and he was on his phone. And the next week I get called in my boss's office when I was working with her one day and she says, did you laugh at a customer? And I'm like, no, what? And she's like, I've got a very long complaint here for you that says you laughed at somebody because they forgot their wallet and I was like what the hell no I did not do that and she was like I figured you didn't do that it was eagle lover wasn't it and I was like yes it was eagle lover there were three more incidences just like that and the funniest part about it was 
I was not a manager during that first encounter where I quote-unquote laughed at him. And he told me on the way out the door he was going to get me fired. and He was going to have my job. And literally two weeks later, I was a manager. And that was the best fucking feeling in the world. But the rest of that day was awful. But it was kind of funny because I knew he reported me. So there's a little story for you. And where does that bring us now? I've been talking for quite a bit. I've been rambling for quite a bit about retail work. But it's all kind of been pointing towards this general theme that I want to emphasize. You should not, if possible, work in retail. If you can find another job, take it. Unless you are willing to put up with a lot of bullshit, the only benefit you have from working in retail most of the time is the convenience of there being a lot of positions available and they're very easy jobs to get into. But I assure you, if you keep looking you will eventually find a job that you actually don't care about. And that's the key. You need to find a job where you can work it and it doesn't consume your life and you're able to leave all your work at work and come home and forget about the fact that you even have a job. You need to find a job that is manageable. You need to find a job that is at least a little bit enjoyable And above all else, you need to find a job where every single day you go to work, you don't feel like absolute shit. Because that's what it's like working in retail. My new job, I'm not going to say really what it is at all, but it's essentially some sort of a factory. I show up, I have a list of tasks that are very doable, and basically whatever amount of them I do, the more the better. But if I don't get all of the jobs done on my list, that's okay. It's just a percentage like performance like how much can you do during your shift kind of thing and everybody there is really nice to me and I only have like four employees that I actually end up working with and I get along with all of them pretty well nobody's yelling at me I don't have to clean shat underwear from behind the toilets anymore I don't have to clean up shit off the walls I don't have to get yelled at every single day anymore I love it, and I have been so much happier in life in the last year that I've been out of retail, and the whole point of this segment and the whole point of me sharing those couple of stories is that I want you to know that if you're in retail, there is better out there. Do not stay in retail. If you're having a shitty time and you hate your retail job, get out now because you're going to find a better job. It'll take a little bit. But start looking right now. If you love your retail job, nothing wrong with that. My retail job had its moments. I loved the people. I loved some of the regulars who were actually nice and I could crack jokes with. And, you know, some of them would even, like, cuss with me and I'd cuss with them. And it was really casual, you know, that kind of thing. And some days were great. I would say it was a lot less than days that were horrible. But overall, all of the great days I had at retail are pretty much every day at my new job. And then I have really great days at my new job. So don't settle for less. That's the point of this segment. I started this podcast with the fact that I was a disgruntled retail employee as one of the highlights, as one of the main ideas for topics I could talk about on the show 
And now that part of the show is gone, and I thought that it would decrease the quality of the show overall, but I moved away from talking about work so long ago because it was so toxic for me to just kind of share these stories, and I was so scared to share any details out of fear of getting in trouble. But now that I'm out of it, you know, I've got all these stories. I need to share them. Maybe I'll do a podcast episode with more horror stories from retail, but as it stands right now, I'm out of retail, and I could not be happier, and I wanted to record this segment to just kind of confirm that for anybody who was wondering how my new job has been going here after a year, and also to encourage anybody who is currently still in retail to think about trying to find another job if it's something that's in the cards for them, if it's something that, you know, they need, like I needed, because I didn't know I needed it. I didn't know I hated my fucking life because of working in retail but as soon as I got out things got quite a bit better for me and I'm not going to guarantee that everything will get better for you if you leave your shitty retail job but what I can guarantee is if you hate your retail job leaving it and finding a job that's better is not as hard as you think and it will improve your quality of life quite a bit. Alright folks, let's just agree that the fact that the last hour or so of this three-year anniversary podcast special uh, was just kind of a way to pay homage to the older episodes, and that's why it was so disorderly. Not because I just felt like random, randomly rambling about a bunch of random shit. Uh, so, you know, though, it's been fun. It's been nice to just kind of put a low-effort episode out there and I had a lot of fun talking about all the different topics for this one, so I hope you folks enjoyed listening as well. Just to kind of recap some things, I started this podcast three years ago because I had a shitty retail job and none of my friends lived around me and I wanted to rant about video games and my shitty retail job, and it's evolved, and now it's significantly more organized and we're on a much more specific sort of theme for each episode, and I'm very happy with how far we've come. We've made over 60 episodes of the main podcast, God knows how many bonus points, and also quite a few of the Hyrulean Reviews Adventure Time episodes as well, and I am proud of everything that I've put out on this channel so far. I'll admit this whole series has had some highs and some lows. There's been some episodes I'm not so proud of. Some episodes where the audio quality is even worse than usual. There's been episodes where I just wasn't super jazzed about the topic after a little bit, but I wanted to finish the episode, and I probably shouldn't have uploaded it. But above all else, this podcast has been a journey, and it's one that I'm very excited to continue and experiment with increasing production value in different ways, because I've stuck with it for so long I don't see myself stopping. Even if it has slowed down tremendously, it's still something that I very much enjoy doing, and it's still something that I kind of hold as one of my main hobbies, so it would be really hard for me to ever give this up. All I really want out of this podcast is to make it better, and I've said it before in this episode, but I'll say it again. The only thing that I think would stop me from doing these podcasts is if I start streaming again, which is a possibility, but at the same time, you know, it's like, 
this podcast will always hold a special spot in my heart for all of the fun times it's provided me and all of the distractions it's provided me from my boring commute to and from various different jobs and school and things like that. I love every topic that I've covered on the show. I love the guests that I've had so far, all one of them, my lovely fiance. And somebody was telling me that some of their favorite episodes of the show are the ones where she's on, and I kind of agree, so I definitely need to get her on for some more episodes, but I just really, really enjoy doing this. So if you made it this far into this episode specifically, you are among the top 1%. That's right. There's six listeners to this show that actually tune in somewhat consistently, and if you're listening to this point, you're probably one of them, and I want to thank you. And even if you didn't make it to this point, thank you for clicking on this episode or thank you for clicking on any episode of the show. This show's never been about views and clicks and listens and things like that, but it's always nice to see like, oh, this episode got double what I usually get for views on an episode. That happens usually when I cover a game while the hype train is still pretty high for it or if I kind of clickbait the title of the episode a little bit, which I try not to do because I hate it when other people clickbait the titles as well. So, But, you know, all I really got to say, folks, is it's kind of a meme that, you know, everybody's got to do a podcast now. Everybody's got to have a podcast. Everybody thinks they're worthy of having a podcast. But I've been doing mine for so long, and I like to think that I kind of listen to podcasts too before it was kind of trendy because when I started listening to podcasts you had to download episodes either off of the websites of the podcasts or off of iTunes that's how I originally listened to podcasts was actually downloading them onto an iPod so I'd like to say that I'm a bit of a podcasting veteran whether it's listening to them or recording them and I'm very proud of what I've accomplished here and I really really enjoy working on this show It's become such a natural thing that I do that I do not even feel any effort associated with making the show really anymore. The only thing that actually requires me to put lots of effort in is Hyrulean Reviews Adventure Time. And I think that's why I'm kind of bad about recording constantly for that. But the main podcast itself are bonus points. I can just think of a topic off the top of my head and already have almost an hour worth of content ready to go. And hitting the record button has become such a second nature thing for me that it's just crazy because I'll never forget how stressful it was when I first upload uh, uploaded this podcast and when I first started recording. And if I hit a bump while I was driving my car and it was loud, I would restart. If I heard a train... I would restart. And I'm still kind of like that, but I've kind of nailed down the perfect times to record and the perfect, you know, amount of effort to put in. And if I really need to, I'll cut the ends off or the beginnings off of a recording so I don't have to worry about that stuff. I've really fallen into such a perfect groove with this podcast and it's become such a comfort hobby for me and something I can always fall back onto if I don't really know what to focus my time and energy on. And I really love that. I just enjoy doing the show so much, and I appreciate whenever anybody gives me any sort of positive feedback on it. Because I know it's a low-effort show, and I know it's not, you know, 
a breakthrough in the world of podcasting, but I really do enjoy doing it. So if you've ever complimented me on the show at all, either I want to say thank you. I seriously, like, when I hear a compliment on my show, I'm just like, oh my god. Or when somebody asks me about something that I talked about on the show, I'm like, oh my god, yes, this is awesome. And it makes me really happy, and it makes it all feel worth it. Because at the end of the day, like I said, this show is not about getting famous. The show is not about getting popular. This is really just a way for me to vent, and this is really just a show that I like to make to kind of almost time capsule my thoughts and experiences because this show really has done a lot of that basically all of covid i was doing this show so i've captured my thoughts and feelings as covid was starting i know for a fact i have a podcast episode where i'm like there's this whole covid thing going on and i don't know if people are overhyping it or not man oh man did i not know what i was in for And then there's the episode where I return after being gone for about a month because of the fact that we were out of power uh, at my place because of a natural disaster. That was a great episode as well, and that time capsuled that moment for me. And I feel like there's a lot of other small moments that got captured that I haven't even thought about. And it's going to be so fun to look back on these episodes in the future and kind of just scroll through and be like, oh... I wonder what I thought of Disco Elysium back in January of 2021 or whatever. You know, it's like, I'm so excited for that, and that's one of the main reasons why I do this show. So, folks, if you have ever had an urge to create a podcast, don't let people tell you that you shouldn't do it. And also, don't let yourself tell yourself that it has to be the best podcast ever made. If anything, you can just treat your podcast like an audio journal, like I do, and you will get ounces and ounces and ounces of usefulness out of it, and you'll get ounces and ounces and ounces of enjoyment out of it. You don't have to do the best podcast ever made. Every episode doesn't have to be perfectly on the rails. It's great to just record your thoughts and... I would encourage you to create a podcast. If it's something you think you're interested in doing, get out there, do it. I personally use an app called Anchor, which is kind of a bit of a love-hate relationship on my part, but it's kind of the best thing available right now, especially for getting your podcast quickly and efficiently published on Spotify and the likes. But even if you just record it on Audacity, throw up a black picture and upload it, to YouTube, you know, whatever floats your boat, don't feel like you need to put all this effort into a podcast, because if you're anything like me, if you pass that invisible bump, that is like the maximum amount of effort you're willing to put into the project, you will just not finish it, and you will just not release it. Don't be afraid to release it, don't be afraid to not sit down and listen to yourself talk for two hours and edit it all up all nice and fancy for me stopping and starting a recording is enough I can kind of stop if I need to think for a second I can stop if I want to create a separation for different segments or little musical cues it doesn't have to be all fancy it doesn't have to be groundbreaking If you want to start a podcast, don't let people discourage you either because 
I have heard so many times like this whole idea that everybody has to have a podcast. Everybody thinks they're worth having a podcast. Anybody who has a podcast think they have a great opinion about everything. I definitely don't. I have some fucking horrible opinions. I'm a Nintendo fan, but don't let that stop you. That's the moral of the story today. One last time, thank you to everybody who has followed me on this podcasting journey for the last three years. I don't know what's in the future. I don't know if this show will get better, stay the same, or just end up ending one day. But either way, I'm glad you've been along for the ride. Check me out across the web at hyruli.net. And thank you very much for watching, folks. Have a fantastic day. And of course, bye bye